root in our hearts and blossom in our lives. Amen. A businessman gets on an airplane. He checks his ticket and he ends up sitting next to a very attractive woman. And he only pauses for a moment when he decides to make a move, hoping to impress. So he says to his seatmate, Miss, is it true that the airline charges you extra in order to be able to be seated next to a handsome man? The woman continues reading her magazine and replies, Yes, sir, that's true, but I refuse to pay it. There are some things in life that you have to pay for, not with dollars, but with heartache. Heartache from how you've been hurt. Heartache from how you've hurt others. The heavy feeling of knowing that you really let someone down. The the painful knowledge of what someone has done to you. The reality of sin, sin against yourself, sin against others, sin against God, the ways that people have sinned against you. Do I have a witness in the house? Can anyone relate to these feelings? Today's second letter from our own first John talks all about sins and implies then forgiveness. And that is the remedy that our own St. John outlines for us a little earlier in this letter, in chapter 1, verse 9. If we confess our sins, he who is faithful and just will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Ah, some of the most powerful words in the English language are in that verse from 1 John Chapter 1, verse 9. Confess, faithful, forgive, sins, cleanse. But in that passage, it says, he who is faithful. Who is that? Yeah, that's God. And we see the faithfulness of God most fully in the bloody and sweaty face of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness from a Christian perspective, ultimately, all sorts of forgiveness has its ultimate root in God. In the son of God who said, while bloody, sweaty, and shamed on the cross, Jesus said these words, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. That's from Luke 24, 34. All forgiveness ultimately has its origin from God, its source in God. And the son of God who said in Luke 6, verse 37, forgive and you will be forgiven. Let me give you three statements and I'm gonna pause at the end of each statement And if you agree with the statement, give a big thumbs up. Statement number one, 
Forgiveness is essential to Christianity. Second statement. Forgiveness was at the heart of the life and ministry of Jesus. Third statement. Forgiveness should be a distinguishing mark of Christians today. I saw several big sets of thumbs up from all of that. And absolutely, that's true. But reality check. Is forgiveness always a sort of happy, dandy, go lucky walk in the park? No. Often forgiveness is more like walking through a minefield. Kaboom. If you've ever struggled painfully either to give or receive forgiveness, raise your hand. Yeah, there's probably lots of hands out there. There's still lots of pain probably around forgiveness in most of our lives. But here's the good news. The good news is that forgiveness is actually a spiritual muscle that you can develop. Did you know that? Forgiveness is actually a spiritual muscle that you can develop. And the more you flex your forgiveness muscles with God's help, the more that you will grow in your ability both to give and receive forgiveness. And the more you flex your forgiveness muscles, the more you will actually build up your faith. In fact, one of the greatest ways, one of the best ways to build your faith is through the character building, soul cleansing, and ego checking practice of forgiveness. But here's some bad news about that that you may have noticed if you've been alive for any period of time. Life regularly is going to throw at you lots of minor emotional bruises and annoyances. Life is littered with those, right? And even more bad news, life will give you a regular helping of emotional bruises, personal mess-ups, and this is the one that some of you really struggle with, tests of patience. But the good news about all that bad news is that that means you will have lots of opportunities to flex your forgiveness muscles. Uh, Certainly this week, if not this afternoon, you will have an opportunity to flex your spiritual muscle of forgiveness. You know what? Tell you what, tell you what. If by Wednesday of this week, you have not had the opportunity to flex your forgiveness muscles for something small or something big, call me at the parish office and I will insult you and you can forgive me. Or if you prefer, you can insult me, you know, and I'll forgive you. Yes, folks, that is called a joke. That is something we who are from New England call sarcasm. But more seriously, did you know that there are some principles of forgiveness? And by knowing about these, it can make the whole thing easier, though forgiveness is seldom easy. And the more you practice these principles, the more you will flex your spiritual muscle of forgiveness. And the more you flex those spiritual muscles, the more you practice the principles, the more that you will build a more resilient and robust faith, the less you will be affected by hardship and heartache. How many of you would like to be more resilient against hardship and heartache? Not have that affect you so much. Yeah, that's all of us. 
Well, then you got to flex and develop your spiritual muscles of forgiveness. So here are the principles. Some of you can reach back deep into your memory here. But principle number one, forgiveness is a process. Let's say that together. Forgiveness is a process. Now, minor stuff, absolutely. Uh, Minor faults, minor insults, whatever. That can just be forgiven outright, especially if you have developed your spiritual forgiveness muscles. If your spiritual muscles are in good faith, your forgiveness ones, man, a lot of stuff, they won't even touch you. You just will just keep walking through life just fine. It won't bother you. But forgiveness is a process when it comes to things that are not minor, things you've really been hurt. And that's going to take not just time, but God's help, the help of prayer and the rest of the principles. So take a moment and picture yourself working the forgiveness process. Imagine yourself saying, hey, this is not minor. This is going to take a process. Imagine yourself committing to that process. Second principle of forgiveness is that forgiveness is a choice. Let's say that together. Forgiveness is a choice. It's a choice you make with God's help to forgive someone or even yourself. It's not a feeling, not a feeling. It may take some time for your feelings to catch up with your choice to forgive, and that's okay, but it starts with the choice to forgive. So picture yourself making that choice. In your mind, imagine yourself telling that person, I forgive you. Picture yourself forgiving yourself. Principle number three, forgiveness is a behavior. Say that with me. Forgiveness is a behavior. So once with God's help, you've made the choice to forgive, then you actually have to behave in a forgiving way. That means not talking about it, continuing to bring it up, ruminating about it all the time, not letting it interfere with the relationship, either with yourself or with the other person. Now, a lot of people from time to time get stuck in this principle. They just can't stop. They can't get to the forgiving and uh, behavior. They can't quite get to that point. And so if you get stuck, well, that's okay. It happens to lots of us. You might need to talk with someone like a counselor or a pastor to sort of get unstuck in this step. So imagine yourself behaving in a forgiving way toward the person in question or toward yourself to stop beating yourself up about it. Stop punishing yourself. Picture that. Picture yourself behaving in a, fig- in a forgiving way. Principle number four, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Forgiveness is, look at my fists. Forgiveness is letting go of the pain and the hurt that someone has done or that you've been carrying. Reconciliation is sort of a getting back together. It's a resuming the relationship, you know, whatever kind of relationship, friendship, family, romance, work, whatever it is. Now, reconciliation is highly desirable, and often that happens every day. There's little reconciliations and big reconciliations. But sometimes, and this is the heartache, isn't it? 
you want to reconcile, the other person doesn't. Ah, that's, that's an awful one. And while we should often strive for reconciliation, there are situations where you shouldn't. Extreme example, an abusive relationship. You might say, yeah, I forgive you. I've worked through it. It's been hard, but we can't get back together. So the four principles. Oh, wait, first, first, the, the tough part. Imagine yourself reconciling with that person. Imagine the relationship resuming, whatever kind of relationship it is, getting back together. Or picture yourself setting that boundary to say, yes, I can forgive and I have forgiven, but reconciliation is not possible. Just picture that for a moment. So what are the four principles? Say them aloud with me. Number one, forgiveness is a process. Principle number two, forgiveness is a choice. Principle number three, forgiveness is a behavior. And principle number four, forgiveness is not reconciliation. Which one of those principles is next for you? Listen to your heart. Listen to your situation. Stay focused. Maybe God is speaking to you. Maybe this is a breakthrough moment for you. What is the next principle for you? Is it the first one? Forgiveness is a process. You have to admit, this is not a minor thing. I'm going to have to work a process to get there. Or is your next step principle number two? Forgiveness is a choice. It's finally time for you with God's help to say, I forgive you. Or is your next step principle number three? Forgiveness is a behavior. You've made the choice. Now you actually have to live out that choice in your relationship with this person or yourself. Or maybe your next step is principle number four. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Maybe you realize, yeah, you know what? I have forgiven the person, but I really haven't tried to restore the relationship. I need to make that phone call. We need to have that chat. Or maybe you need to come to terms with reconciliation is simply not going to happen here. What is your next step when it comes to forgiveness. Now, be encouraged. The Son of God, Jesus Christ, who said while hanging from the cross, forgive them, can forgive you for anything you've done, however small or however great. And the same Jesus Christ can help you to forgive someone else, whatever they've done, however small or however great. Anyone here ever heard of Carrie Temboom? Raise your hand. She was a Christian woman who survived a Nazi concentration camp during the Holocaust. And here is what she had to say about this topic. Forgiveness is to set a prisoner free and to realize the prisoner was you. Flex your forgiveness muscles with God's help. The more you do that, the more you will build a more robust and resilient faith. The more you wrestle with this issue, the more God helps you to flex those muscles, the more you will grow in your faith, the more your faith will be built, and the less heartache dollars that you will end up having to pay in life. And the more you flex your forgiveness muscles with God's help, the more prisoners you will set free including yourself. Amen.